Welcome to TCC Alive, a podcast of Tulare Community Church. I invite you this morning to turn in your Bibles. Um, we have Bibles here available for you. would love for you to keep those open to 1 Peter. We are in a series in uh, 1 Peter, those of you who are visiting with us this morning. And uh, we are on 1 Peter 4 uh, today. been inviting you to Larry Community Church to be praying through this scripture, uh, reading the entire thing. We gave a little nudge, I think, on social media this week. Pretty serious about that. Really entering into this book of the Bible and hearing what the Lord wants to say to you, not just on Sunday mornings, but to you personally as you go through your week. So... This morning, a lot of the songs so far, even this last one that we just had, are about vision, about looking, even looking way ahead. You know, that this isn't all there is, that when we look and have a different perspective, it kind of changes what's going on in our everyday sort of lives. My suspicion, I believe that Peter would have loved that song, Be Thou My Vision. I think it would have resonated with him. I think he, you know, I think the, the poetry, the, the, the message that which, oh, the guy's name, um, it was written a long time ago. Dallin Forgale uh, is the guy who, who wrote this. An Irish guy, about a thousand years ago, a poet wrote those words, be thou my vision. I think Peter would have liked that. Like, yeah. I, I want to see everything that's going on in my life through the Lord. I want it to start with him and then have that give me a clear perspective or understanding or at least an endurance and a, and a hope when I'm going through things, especially hard things in life. Now, this Dallin guy who wrote this, he was passionate about a lot of things, just like you and I are passionate about a lot of things, have things that are really important to us. For him, he really wanted to keep the Gallic language going there in Ireland, something that was carried on even to this day, that there is a group of people that are very passionate about that. But in this song, you understand, and in this poem that he writes, you understand that there's something more important than even that, and that was that he just needed God in his life and, and what God meant to him and that God would be his vision and that nothing else would interfere by day or by night, waking or sleeping. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful song. At the end of the service, we're going to sing the whole thing again, and that's going to give you a chance then to get vertical, depending no matter what's going on everywhere in your life, that you would see it through your relationship with the Lord. That he would be your vision and that he, would in, that he would give you the perspective and give me the perspective in this life. Now, for sure, when things are good, maybe you are just like things are going so well for you right now at school or in, in, in life and, you know, in business, you're just killing it right now. So how do you do that? How do you live that life with perspective and vision and with God first and foremost in your life? He talks about that. He doesn't want the gold and the the fame and all that. He wants, first and foremost, to have this relationship with God. That comes later in the song. But also when things are going hard or bad, and um, uh, 
these, ex- these words certainly express that vision and perspective uh, changes our, our very experience, our attitude. Um, when we can look at even the hard things, and certainly First Peter is all about that. First Peter is, a, again, reminding you, it's a circular letter uh, written by Peter. He was in Rome at the time, and he's writing it to the, the Christians, Gentiles primarily, but Jews and Gentiles, in Asia Minor, so Turkey. And right now, each one of them are going through tremendous hardship. They're being persecuted. They're being threatened um, because of their relationship with Christ. They're having to count the cost. And you're going to be thinking out loud, or you're going to be thinking with me about that as we go through this message. We have a guest with us this morning who is living that as we speak in real ways, just like the initial uh, recipients of this letter. Now, this video that you saw with this song, it had perspective. It showed first from the mountains and then through the streams, you know, and, and, and looked at beauty and all of that. And again, we're not saying today that suffering in this life of, of all kinds, and he, he refers to suffering of all kinds, but especially of that variety that because you are Christian, you are suffering, that somehow you know, a relationship with God is just going to make it cheery and fun and all that. No, 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 not at all. But what he is saying is that it's going to give you a perspective of it. It's going to be more than just, oh, it's just random and it, it has no meaning. It's going to give meaning to it. We're going to see some purpose that Peter points to today. And um, he, he certainly says, believe it or not, he says that when you're going through these sort of things, that you can even experience joy in your life. As a matter of fact, that you will rejoice, and again, about what God is doing and what kind of praise and worship he receives when we are faithful to our call and faithful to the walk with him and continue to walk in faith and not shrink away. Um, and my, my response to that is, wow, really? I mean, joy, rejoicing in our suffering, we'll hear more about that today. The beauty that we experience often in this kind of suffering, or just suffering in general at times, is that there's something that the Lord does internally with it. Peter talks about this as a refining kind of work in our lives. He's He's burning away the things that aren't important. I don't know if you've ever experienced that. You go through a hard time. It's a suffering, you know, not that you brought on yourself. It might even be unfair, but it connects you with the Lord in ways that, man, you like never before. And all of a sudden you're experiencing his beauty and his presence and, and his yeah, just the, the meaning of it, the, the peace that passes understanding you've heard about, and now all of a sudden you're experiencing. This is a beautiful thing, and it's a, it's a refining. If you would just take a peek back at First Peter 1, verses 6 and 7. I've entitled this message, Look at it this way. As I was preparing, it was... It was a perspective thing. It was a looking at things. It was a visual, like, um, yeah, a be thou my vision. Like, look, look at the hard things that are happening in your life or even in general. Look at it this way. And here's what he says. You can look at it this way. God can and will use suffering to refine, to clarify, 
and to strengthen our faith. He says, look at it, look at, look at things this way. What the enemy means for harm, the Lord can use for good. Think about the stories in the Bible that you know. Joseph, for example. This is in Genesis. This is way in the beginning. And all of a sudden we see this coming out that what people mean for harm or what the enemy means for harm that God can use for good. This is what Joseph said. Esther is another one. She recognizes into this hard things that are happening in her life that, wow, God is involved. God is using the hard things, the suffering, the persecution, uh, the fear, all of this stuff for his purposes that God is way ahead of us. And this is good news. This is good news that God's grace and his provision is way ahead of us. This is what we're hoping for Wilhelmina even, that in her life, God's grace will go ahead. His provision will go ahead of her. So Peter gives this view or this perspective, First Peter 6, uh, 1 verses 6 and 7. And all this rejoice. There it is. Rejoice. Though now for a little while you have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes even though refined by fire, may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. I was asking myself this question. So like, reveal to who or prove to who? Well, oftentimes, it proves to us when we're going through hard times and all of a sudden we realize, wow, God is here and, and, and I'm having this, you know, this um, connection with the Lord right now that, boy, it's deeper than I've had in the past. And, and faith really is, I mean, I, it, this is real. It's not just something that my parents gave to me. It's not just something that I've just been going through the motions on Sunday. No, this is real and I, I need him. I need his vision through this through this time, and and it brings joy to our lives. The Apostle Paul also knew a thing or two about suffering, and he had perspective. He says, look at it this way. Look at it this way. Not only so, but we also glorify in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance character, and character hope. And hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Goes on to say in Romans 8, 28, and we know that in all things God works for good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. All things, all things, the good things and the hard things, the unfair things, the persecution, the challenging things of life, God, when we give them to him, and have our perspective and our vision of him, he can bring good in even hard situations, things that we would even call bad. The experience of God in the hardest times is often the most real. And I, I, I just don't know how that is, except that I know it's true. And Peter here is saying, Paul is saying that, maybe this has been in your experience too, that the things that aren't that important, those things that... You know, at times we think, oh, that's so important. Really, all of a sudden, they just kind of melt away in the fire and the heat of whatever you're going through. It just isn't that important anymore. And the things that are really important in life, this relationship with the Lord, this connection with others around, this this uh, urgency to to share um, the Lord, all of a sudden becomes more more important. 
Well, let's go to chapter 4. We're in chapter 4 today. Verse 1 starts this way. Therefore, therefore, since Christ suffered in his body, arm yourselves also with the same attitude, because whoever suffers in the body is done with sin. It's starting to burn away. It's, we're starting to see sin clearer. So therefore, therefore, of course, means that we have to go back. And so what, where do we need to go back to? When your Bibles go back to verse 18 of chapter 3, this is what Peter is referring back to. When he says, therefore, he's, he's going back to the gospel. This is what, again, Shane taught about last week. This gospel, for Christ also suffered, suffered once for sin, the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He was put to death in the body, but made a life in the spirit. So he's saying, think of it this way. Jesus also suffered for doing good. And in so doing, he was obedient to his father's will and, and to his purpose. It wasn't fair, but because he was obedient, because he kept the course with the Lord. Look at us. We're grateful recipients. Those of us who have said yes to Jesus, we're in a place now where we can have a relationship with the Father. So Peter says this, as you look, and here's my invitation to you for the rest of this morning. Keep your Bibles open, and we're not going to read any large sections of Scripture here, but I want you to keep it open. We're going to just kind of go right down it. So keep your eyes right now on verses 1 through 11. He says this, Peter says, Look at your suffering this way. Your Lord and Savior suffered as well, so, so when you do, you are entering into his life. You are participating uh, with him. And he goes on to say, he, you know, don't go back. Don't, don't go back. There's a list of things. He says, don't, don't go back to your old way of life. That's going to be a temptation when we're going through hard things. Maybe go back to those shortcuts of comfort and, and, and happiness and, and some of those things that brought a little bit of you know, relief or whatever. He says, don't go back to that. That's your old way of life. You're, you're dead to that, as a matter of fact. And what you're going through right now is even going to continue to petrify the sin in your life. Don't go back. Um, even when you're abused, uh, verse 4, verse 4 says this, yeah, even when you are abused by people for living righteously. Um, yeah, it doesn't happen to me a lot these days that you know, people say, hey, come on, Steve, come with us or whatever. That's typically not what they do to a pastor, you know, come in. And then when I say, no, this is not my thing, oh, you know, they abuse. But there have been times in my life, and I bet there are times in your life when you've said yes to Jesus. And because your relationship with Jesus, people are saying, come on, let's go. Let's, let's go to this party. Let's go do this. And you're going, yeah, it's not, it's, I'm, I'm, that's not my deal anymore, right? You know, and then however you express your relationship with Christ or this uh, path of righteousness that you find yourself. And there's abuse and there, there's pushback in, and that's a suffering in, in a sort of way as well. He says, but think of it this way, that there's going to be an accounting. There's going to be accounting for them. There's going to be accounting for us as well at the end of our life. Uh, so we don't, you know, because of that, because there's going to be accounting, you know, in some of the harder places in life where people are imprisoned or, you know, uh, even killed for their faith, you don't have to uh, pay back evil for evil because there's going to be accounting for that. But even in that, we keep sharing the gospel. Um, it goes on to say that we share the gospel with people, even when they are antagonistic for us. We keep 
loving them in the name of Christ. Um, talks about there, it almost sounds like Peter saying that after they're dead that these people were preached. No, it's, it, it wasn't. It wasn't after they're dead. We know that once a person dies, then there is going to be judgment for them and for us at that point. But prior, Peter's saying that they shared the gospel with even those people who were dead. Each of us were dead in our sins before we said yes to Jesus. We share the gospel with people, even when they're antagonistic and against us, um, because we want them to experience the joy and, and freedom as well. And you see this throughout First Peter. He keeps coming back to that point that, listen, living this way is going to give more power to your words. When you're loving and living for the Lord and not paying back evil, not living with the culture, it's going to have impact. It's been my experience, and maybe you've had this too, that some of the people are that most antagonistic to you or to me in the past, most against Christianity, like really have something to say about it often are very much closer than you would think to the Lord. Their battle that they are fighting in front of you is really with God, and they're taking it out on you. I had a conversation with a guy who was, who was honorary. He was just an honorary guy before he died. I ended up doing his funeral, and he just talked about, like, I just, he used the term hound of heaven. Someone told me that, there's, that God is like the hound of heaven. He just keeps pursuing you he says that's been my experience even though i've just tried to keep them away from me and i just you know i finally said i finally said yes i don't know who's antagonistic or who's just a real pain in your life because your life with christ um keep praying keep keep looking for ways uh to connect uh with them verse seven says this look at it this way the end is near the end is near this isn't all there is here. We, we just sang of heaven and, you know, looking to those days. This is a short life. And he's saying the, the end is near. So, so stay at it, he says. Stay, keep at it. Don't, don't give up. And no sitting back in defensive mode and, you know, just protecting you. Like, continue to, to live your life. Continue to use your gifts. Well, he, he goes on to say, look at it this way. Instead, make the most of your gifts. He says this, uh, um, verse 7, look at verse 7. He says, pray, pray. Make the most of your gifts and your opportunities. And then the next several things you're going to see, he's saying, like, it gets your eyes off yourself and it gets it on the Lord and gets on others. So the first one, he says, pray. Keep praying. Um, Get your eyes up. Turn all those things to the Lord and understand that the prayers that were given in the Bible aren't just prayers of praise and thanks, although those are great prayers, but through the Psalms we have these prayers of lament and of suffering and, and, uh, and struggle and even complaint to God. But, but bring it all to God as we are going through the challenges and joys of life. And then he goes on, verse 8, love each other deeply. As, Look for ways to love each other. Well, in, in what ways? What, what are ways to do this? Verse 9, he says, practice hospitality. Open up your lives. Open up your homes. Open up to other people around you. Practice hospitality. Verse 10, use whatever gift you've been given to serve the Lord. What have you been given? What's in your hand? What's in your life? What do you have to share? He says, again, 
Don't just huddle up. Keep living your lives. What do you have to share? In verse uh, 11, he says, speaking. Even as you're speaking, you know, from God and serving, serving with his strength. And then it gives the reason. Why is that? Why would we want to do all that? Verse 11 makes it clear so that in all things, God may be praised through Jesus Christ. It's not about us. It's about bringing God praise in our words, but also in our actions. And then the final section, beginning in verse 12, says, look at it this way. When you're suffering for being a Christian, it says, dear friends, don't be surprised. Don't let it start. Don't, don't think that something weird is going on. This is to be expected. The painful trials that you are suffering, again, um, he, he re, re, uh, restates the fact that we're going to be participating with Christ in this, that we can be overjoyed in all of it, and that somehow when we commit to the Lord, we're going to be able to bring him praise and glory. Thanks for listening. If you want to know more about the ministries and mission of Tulare Community Church, visit us at tccalive.org.